0: Everybody and welcome to Glowing Weak Point. This is your host Wombat, Wombats and Wombat. And joining me is my wonderful, delightful, beautiful co-host, John Davis.
1: Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate the beautiful.
0: Yeah, you know, you got to you got to give compliments to your friends sometimes or or they start to hate you. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. Not often though. I you mean, you can't it, do it often or they'll they'll get too big ahead. It doesn't actually help in this instance because you already hate me, but you know you got to practice for other friends. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right.
1: I'll, I'll take that take that to mind. Hey, uh, Wombat, what's your glowing weak point?
0: Don't ask me this question.
1: <laughs> Too
0: I will. I will continue asking you for a glowing weak point. But you, you need to ask me something else because every week I have nothing. I not? work all week. Yeah. Am I supposed to find something at work to like? No. Did you, did you get the
1: Chronicles of Narnia? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, no. I it was it, supposed to come in.
0: No, it's like the middle of July. It's supposed to come in.
1: Oh yeah, you talked about that being like way in the future. Uh huh. I don't know why that was your. You were looking forward to.
0: Well, are yeah, you still going to the gym? Uh, I did actually go to the gym last night. Uh, nice. I ran for thirty minutes. I, I cranked it up to the s- setting six on the treadmill for the first time. And I did that for a total of like four minutes.
1: Like what? Okay. What I do
0: on the treadmill is I'll I'll put it at like a fast paced walk for two minutes at a time, and then I'll, I'll put it up to like a jog or a run. For two minutes, and I'll I'll do it in intervals like that. So yeah,
1: the,
0: my second and third runs were a, at six, and then my side started hurting, so I had to go to lower settings. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, okay. I did some uh, I did some arm workouts and uh, a chest workout, and then I was like, I am tired, and it is one in the morning. I'm going home. That's fair.
1: It's completely fair. Yep. So, John,
0: okay. what's your
1: glowing weak point? Well, I um, had, a, had a bunch of, of small, nice things happen. No, no particularly spectacular moment, but uh, I got to do a bunch of fun things this week. Like, I got to do my game show again. Uh, it's been two or three months since I was able to do that.
0: When you so say a game show, do you mean like a Jeopardy? Uh,
1: like a... Yeah, sort of.
0: Yeah. So describe your game show.
1: Um. Alright, so... It, it uses the power of Google Trends. Uh, where... Uh, I have two contestants, and they are provided a term. And they have to pair a term with that term and whichever term is searched for in the most number of states wins so okay. for instance in this past uh, this most recent game show we talked about e3 e3 was the the theme of the show
0: ooh and bad theme
1: so one of the <laughs> um, one of the rounds the term was sony so they had to pair a Word with the term Sony, and whichever term pair got searched by the most number of states won. So. Huh. hmm. So what. Uh, f- and you get f- points per state that actually searched it.
0: For so. example, what was the uh, highest. What was the most searched term in Texas paired in with Sony? Texas? Yeah. Oh, I don't, that's,
1: that's absolutely not. <laughs> Here, let me, I can, I can go through and look and see, uh, what they chose for, for Sony.
0: Cause I imagine, um, uh, you know, Sony had like two interesting things at their, at, at their conference. Sony wasn't at E3. No, they weren't. That's, but they that's did, the key. But what they do is they, um they air their own, like, Nintendo Direct-style thing at the same time as E3. So so they still had shit going on. It's just, it just wasn't part of that bullshit. And fair enough to them, because... <laughs> reminder to people out there, E3 <laughs> doxed a whole bunch of journalists by accident.
1: <laughs> uh, the most popular search... ...was Microsoft Sony. That what? Microsoft Sony. What? Was was the search that won that particular game. Uh...
0: I don't understand. Are, are people still doing console wars? Is that a thing? Uh... Slightly. Because... Uh, like, let's be real. This, uh, this console generation is a mess. Um... Like oh. the, <laughs> the, the console generation
1: hasn't started yet, because there aren't consoles in people's hands yet.
0: Well, that's the big thing, is that the PS5 is the worst about this, because, like, more people actually want a PS5, because if there was a console war, PS5 would easily win it this generation. Um, but nobody can get their hands on one. And meanwhile, See, Xbox is basically, it's basically just a Game Pass box at this point. Like that's the only reason to get an Xbox <laughs> it's it's just game pass well
1: Halo infinite's a pretty big deal um, for people who've played
0: in uh, halo for years yeah
1: uh not even that it's it's just like halo even outside of the people who are Halo fanboys is just a well-known game. And when it comes back up, there's lots of people that just, they buy it. They, they might not play a whole bunch of it, but they'll, they'll buy it because it's the new Halo game.
0: I see. Uh, I also have to say that my experience in this comes from never having owned a single Microsoft console. Ah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, Microsoft is actually doing extremely well this uh, console generation
0: so far. I mean, from so. what I can tell, they're getting more product out than Sony, yeah. so that probably helps. <laughs> I mean, let, think about it. Like, what
1: the only game I can say for sure that's on PS Five that is a reason to get PS Five is um, well, no, there's two. Uh, Bug Snacks. And um, oh. <laughs> the Spider-Man. Miles Morales? The... Yeah, but Miles Morales is also available on PS4. You should do the PS5 version. But uh, that's, that's oh, it.
0: Um, for people who have played the Final Fantasy VII remake, um, Intergrade is PS5 exclusive. Um, and that has Yuffie in uh. it, so people want that. Okay. Uh, a- and for me, the big thing I want a PS5 oh, for Demon Souls. is um, Tales of Arise, when that comes out later this year. I want to be able to play it. Okay. Yeah.
1: You can but. play that on Switch, too, though, right?
0: Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's a Switch game, as far as I'm aware. Because I was thinking about that, but I'm pretty sure what I was thinking of was actually Shin Megami Tensei V.
1: Uh, yeah. Tales of Arise is not an exclusive. It's it's also on Xbox.
0: Oh well. Yeah, uh, and it's also on PlayStation Four. But obviously, I would rather play the uh, the newer newer console version.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I just looked up a list of PS Five exclusives, and it's Astro's Playroom. Don't care. Heard of it. I don't think anyone else does. Uh, Demon Souls. Oh, which, I remember uh, that's, Astro's... That's, that's... That's, Demon Souls is a big deal. Destruction All-Stars, which, who cares? Uh, God of War Ragnarok, which is gonna be a big deal. Uh, Gran Turismo Clank 7, apart. which nobody cares. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank, and that came out shortly before E3. Yeah,
0: I'd like to um, play that.
1: And then got lost immediately in all the E3 news. Right. Um... And then
0: Returnal. Which is a massively overpriced roguelike game. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the the games are overpriced, so... That's it. (laughs) Yeah. $70 for a game is absurd, by the way. Yeah, I agree. (sighs) Alright, so John... Yeah. What what did you play this week? Tell me tell tell me about Hearthstone. Oh
1: yeah, I played Hearthstone for the first time this week.
0: I was Never wondering if this is a thing before. you usually played, or if you were just dabbling in Hearthstone.
1: No, I, I I played it for a stream. It was my ripoff of Magic: The Gathering because Magic: The Gathering came first. Um, the tutorial is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, to, to, to be able to play the game, you have to play through six tutorial games, and the, they're, they're set up in, in order to teach you skills, and they don't give, like, the game isn't the full game. Like, not even at the last one is the game the full game, because there's, there's some small things missing, but, like, the first one, it's like, here, here's how you play, creatures and attack other players and stuff and the other the other players like 10 health so it it's it goes like that right um and then the second one teaches you about like spells or, or canceling and stuff and the third one teaches you about like your ability to attack as the character you know, like as your hero um
0: okay you can, so you can
1: waste some points
0: there So if I understand this correctly, it's teaching you each of the, like, basic actions you can do in the game, but not really how they interplay with each other. Correct. There's, like, a little of it, but it's mostly, like, here's this,
1: um, oh, and each, each one builds off the previous one, so it's not like this one you can only play, or only attack with your hero, it's like, here, you can attack with your hero, or you can put a character down. It's up to you. Um... And then the final one, it pops up on the screen beforehand. And it's like, hey, by the way, this this match is unfair, and you should blame the devs.
0: Uh. And, and
1: it sucks because it's like, all right, cool. Uh, you're forced into starting without, like, you you go second. Um. So you don't have
0: initiative.
1: Yeah, you you don't have initiative, which is fine. Like that that happens in the real world. Um. Right. The real world games. Of It uh, it just gives you cards. Normally, in, like, the actual world, you can re-roll your hand, your starting hand. You, you can you can mulligan the first hand, and you have to take whatever you get. But, yeah. say, for instance, you draw cards, and you don't have anything below a three in terms of, um...
0: Like, if you have a uh, handful of unsummonable monsters, or in Yu-Gi-Oh!, if you have a hand of, like, just spell cards or some shit... You can just take like a yes. ball again and reshuffle yeah. the deck.
1: It's this. it's the same thing. You can't do that in this one, um, because they haven't brought that to you yet. Uh and so you, you can't you and you start out I think like two is the first mana card. So you get like a two, three, five are your your cards. Um two mana, three mana, five mana. So you have to wait a turn where you just are taking damage before you could do it and the enemy is a character where their power is not a damaging power so uh but what they do is they do have several cards that equip weapons so they can equip a weapon and then use it twice at just no cost because they they have the weapon in their hand um and then like halfway through the game they get a weapon that does twice as much damage uh. But their their power doesn't do damage. It's it's the they have to equip a weapon to do damage. Instead, their power summons two two ones. <laughs> what? It summons two creatures that are two damage one defense cards. So basically, it just puts up a wall. It puts up a wall that does lots of damage. <laughs> And like any time you throw anything out there, he's like, "Yeah, I'm nuking that." Yeah, you're you're taking lots of damage to the face. Just and this is the tutorial. Wrecked. Yeah, this is the last game you have to play of the tutorial of just bullshit. And so yeah, I did it. Tells I,
0: you it was I, just unfair.
1: Yeah. So I I lost the first time. <laughs> I I lost in the tutorial. Had to play it again, and it was, oh man, I was at like three health or something when I beat it the second try what's the starting help very close uh 20 i think damn yeah either 20 or 30 i don't i don't remember exactly so i was i was actually hoping to get through the tutorial and the amount of time i had so i could play against like one human and just you know i'd lose to them because i don't know the game um but that was my point is to just like get to the game and then stop uh, right. The tutorial took so long, it like it took like an hour plus to beat the tutorial. Shit. So I I didn't have time to actually play the game, and I never will because I am not the hugest fan of those games. Um,
0: I like I like collectible card games like that. I I don't really care for one that's entirely online. Uh, yeah. I like. Uh, I like the collectible aspect of it, and I just feel like that's—it's not there in the same way in an online game like Hearthstone.
1: Yeah, I agree, and especially since it's like I know collecting cards is a crapshoot in the real world. Like, oh you yeah, get a deck, especially you, right you now. You open it, you you open it, and and you have no idea what you're gonna get. But at least in the real world, you can go out and spend money to get a card. Like someone's gotten that card and they've put it on eBay and you can buy that card.
0: If you really want it for a decker yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It but but you can get any card. Like any card that exists, I can go on right now and buy it. Right. Well, I can go on right now and bid on it bec- but not purchase it because I can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> but but with with Hearthstone and and the Magic the Gathering online game, you 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 can't like, that's, you're, it's just play and hope you get the cards. You can you can pay money, I think, in some of them to just try, but...
0: Is there a way to yeah. uh, trade with other players, at least?
1: No, I don't think so. Ooh. Pretty sure not. What? Pretty sure not. Because that's another thing about the games is, like, so I, I wanted to get into Magic the Gathering at one point. I, I discovered my local comic book store.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> it is always it was. full is, of magic cards.
1: I discovered its existence and and I saw the Magic the Gathering cards and I had heard of Magic the Gathering before, but I was like, "Man, that one's got a really cool uh, you know, it's a it's a starter deck and it's got a really cool shiny on the front." So, I'll I'll buy it. And I bought it and it came with another shiny inside. It was I was just lucky. And I was like, "Man, this is really cool." And I picked up another one. At another point, because I wanted, I liked white and green, so I got white, and then later I got green. And then I, you know, didn't really do anything with it until I went to college. And in college, there was the table that most colleges have
0: where where there's like the magic, the gathering, playing (laughs) magic, the gathering, (laughs) always.
1: Uh, always there there is never a time of day that there aren't six dudes
0: playing magic the gathering there somehow there's always like a period that these people have off and and they just alternate between each other and just play magic the gathering all fucking day
1: yeah there's always (laughs) six dudes or at least six dudes playing magic the gathering there and i you know went up and i said hi and I, i looked at it and uh one of them you know saw that i i had cards and and you know played a game with me and i i lost because my deck was not at all intelligently built was like hey right uh give me 50 bucks and i'll build you a deck and that's only a little bit more that's only a little bit more than actually just buying a starter deck right so i was like i mean sure maybe and so the guy went home, and he built me a white deck, and he brought it back, and was like, here, here are these cards, and they're cards from the entire history of, um, Magic the Gathering, and it's a really,
0: really well-built deck, and he was oh, like, but this, this deck would this be does illegal this. in, like, most actual tournaments.
1: No, no, it's actually not, um, oh. and, yeah, it, no, it's, it's like a legitimate deck, that is legitimately good. It was... He, he basically... He took a deck that he didn't want and put a couple other good cards in it and... Uh, and sold it to me. And it's a really good deck. It's it's uh, all about life building. So you get to a point where you have thousands of health. <laughs> for a game where you start with 20. Right. That and, seems unnecessary. Uh, and, yeah, it well. I mean, you can still lose instantly for other things, because, like, the poison yeah. decks just cut through that, and they're bullshit, and I hate poison. Um, but, like, there's there's cards in there where it's like, yeah, I play this card, and because I've got more than 40 health, uh, I just tap this, and you can't damage any of my units, but I can still block. Oh, and, uh, hey, I'm going to play this character, and if I uh, earn 5 health in the next two turns, then I just win. What? Yeah, no, there's there's several cards that are just like if you do this then you win regardless of any other things.
0: Okay, so, so so this deck is legal. I thought that like one of Magic's big things was like they they encouraged you spending money by phasing old cards out of the game. No 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 no. They that's they
1: They don't ever like remove cards, but they do try and bring new things to the game that that don't just like there's always a problem with power scaling right um but they they're pretty good about adding different things to the game so you can still play with a deck from like year two or three and potentially win but it's it's a good idea to stay on top of the new mechanics and stuff because there's usually fun things that can twist the
0: game to make it better. I see. Yeah. I guess its continued massive popularity means it's probably done that better than Yu-Gi-Oh has. Where Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. just kind of adds like weird dumb bullshit nobody likes. Yeah. And there
1: there absolutely are things that are just illegal to use because they are broken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, Every card game has that for some reason though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are.
0: It's like, man, uh, you'd th- a... you think you'd think this through a little bit better before making a card and adding it to the to the game. I was I was talking with, with someone
1: recently about Magic the Gathering, and there was actually a, a recent deck that, that worked off of a new card that it was a counter spell that is two mana. And we're, we're going to stop this soon, so you know, don't get bored. We're <laughs> we're going to move on from this. Yeah. Uh, basically, the controller of the countered spell draws cards until they find a different non-land card, and then they get to play it for free. So you, you get to turn two, you play a zero mana spell on yourself, then you counter it yourself, and you just rip a huge creature out of the deck for free while your opponent has, like, a 1-1. One, one yeah that's broken as shit (laughs) as it was described for me but it it also there's a a really really hard time drawing that early on yeah so it's it's not a consistent card so you can't you You can't can't always win with it yeah so you just it's it's like uh exodia like Exodia is a card, like five cards where technically you could start the game and like draw it and get it like immediately. Well, but and the, just win.
0: It's different than Exodia though because Exodia decks are entirely built around drawing as many cards as you can as fast as possible. Yeah,
1: Pot of Greed. It's just everything's Pot of Greed. Well, but um, Pot of
0: Greed's actually banned.
1: Oh really? How? Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. Well, because that's weird because because the Pot they... of Greed is such an iconic Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. I have never played uh Yu-Gi-Oh in my life. I've watched very little of the anime and I know about Pot of Greed. No, so like, the, the three things I know about Yu-Gi-Oh are Exodia, Pot of Greed and Blue-Eyes
0: White Dragons. That's it. <laughs> So the way Yu-Gi-Oh! rules work is is that, um, like, the main thing they take into account is card advantage. And, and Pot of Greed is just, here's one card that lets you draw two cards at no cost. Like, there's no life points cost, there's no, like, sacrificing a monster cost or anything. It's just a free yeah. card advantage. So that's why yeah, it's I mean, banned. I do
1: the same thing when I develop card games. So, but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's nice to have those cards in there just uh limit the number you can have of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it is. Uh,
1: uh so additionally I'll, I'll move on. Additionally I played uh Shadow of Mordor. Um uh, Ubisoft throwback game.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Reminder that Ubisoft yeah. still hasn't accounted for all of its sexual abuse allegations and work abuse <laughs> allegations and Yves Jamo was friends with all of the pieces of shit who were fired from the company for doing all that. Go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, the game plays like
1: Assassin's Creed, and similar to Assassin's Creed, you can't fight large groups of enemies, or else you'll die. Yep. Uh, separate from Assassin's Creed, uh, it throws large groups of enemies at you. All the time. the beginning. Yeah, the... Like, you you start the game, and you get through the little tutorial intro thing, which, by the way, is depressing as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, cool, here you are, there's, there's dead people, oh, they're your family, oh, now you get to play with your family, like, this is a flashback, oh, cool, now you get to watch them die. Oh, oh now you're, you're dead. You're, 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 your son's dying now, oh, yeah. Oh, but there's your wife. Oh! Oh, look! We're gonna do another backtrack thing. Now we now we get to see you hanging out with your wife. Oh, she's hot, and you love each other, and, and this is happy, and, oh, cool, now she's dead. She's dead. You watched her die in front of you. They slit her throat, and she bled out in front of you, and you watched the entire fucking thing, because it's a cutscene, where you get to see your wife bleed out in front of you. Oh, and then they slit your throat and you die. Right. And now you're back. And the first thing you could do is like jump down and there's like two enemies and you fight one of them and the other one goes, and it blows his horn. And then you're there's surrounded by 30, 30, 37 enemies who are <laughs> just, just beating you to death. <laughs> right, there's nothing you could do about it. You just suck. The game sucks. Uh, it feels good know. though. So I like the game. At some point I might I might jump back into it, but yeah, it's same. it's a very frustrating game. Cause it's like, hey, this is a game where you can't fight enemies at all. But the I, only here, thing to me, do
0: is fight enemies.
1: There there was a I I went along, I found a a quest, like a, a little slaying quest where there's going to be this little captain that walks along a very minor captain and uh you have to kill for like bonus xp you can kill his five minions before you kill him Uh so i pulled out my bow and i killed his five minions and got a little check mark in the side and i was like yeah i got this 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 is good i jumped down and, and i attacked him and got him to half health, and then I was surrounded by 40 enemies. Mind you, this is after I had gone through this area and cleaned it up. Like, I had (laughs) snuck around and slit everyone's throat, and everyone was dead, except for this one guy and his five minions, and I killed the five minions with headshots, and then I went after the guy, and just, he's like, ah... You're you've, you're gonna fight me? Well, you're gonna also fight my allies. I'm like, uh-huh, huh, I already killed your allies, so suck it. And then the Where game did all these spawns guys come a from? bunch of
0: dudes on you.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> then then you can't you can't attack because like for every enemy you kill, three join, and and like you. You can't ever do a finishing blow on someone, so you're just, you're beating them to death with the flat of your blade, basically. Yeah. Because, like, the way you kill enemies is you knock them to the ground and you finish them, or you sneak attack them and they die. Those are the two ways you kill enemies in the game. Uh, and in this, you can't, there are so many enemies around you that if you knock someone to the ground, you just gotta back off, because if you try and finish it, him, Someone's you're gonna, you're gonna you get- Yes, and it's, you're, you're gonna, like, stab them six times in the back, and then someone will hit you before you hit the seventh one, and the guy will get up as though nothing happened. Right. And, obviously, you can't sneak attack anyone, because you're in the middle of combat, and even if you do run around a corner and then, like, sneak attack someone as they run past, uh, they're surrounded by, like, three other enemies, so they're gonna beat you out of it as well. So there's, like, I got the guy to half health just by bursting him down. And then I had to run, and just run, and run, and run, and and then, then like, there was nowhere else to run, and I just died. <laughs> Shitty game. Shitty game. I'll play it eventually. <laughs>
0: Tell me about Dark Deity. All right. So, uh, we talked about this last week. I'm going to spend a bit more time with it this week, just because it's the only game I played this week. Uh, I, Wombat. I, Wombat, I, Wombat. I don't know why Wombat. that happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I need to remind you, this is a gaming podcast.
0: You need to be playing games. Is this because I did this to you one time? <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. Exactly the same way. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Dark Deity is a Fire Emblem, like Game Boy Advance era Fire Emblem-esque game. Um, but it's worse. I- I'm going to say that definitively now, it is worse, but it is more fun to play um uh, yeah th- the big reason for that is that units don't die when they're beaten on the battlefield um they okay. re- they retreat from the battlefield and they'll take like a, a minor stat decrease to like one of their their stats like in the map that i played this morning um one of my like mage fighters got taken out and he lost uh five hp Like, a permanent loss of 5 HP for the rest of the game. Okay. But it it also creates, like... In Fire Emblem, when you want to preserve your units, if something like that happens and they die, you want to restart the entire map over. And that can be really frustrating if it happens 45 minutes into a match, like that that death did. You know? So... So I appreciate it in that way, because it's like, if somebody dies early on in a match, I can just restart to preserve the stats. But Mm -hmm. if somebody dies 45 minutes in, I can just be like, eh, that's fine. Like, I don't want to spend the time trying to do it better. Like, I'll I'll just move on. Um, Yeah. The issue that that does create... Is that I'm not sure that in normal mode it's possible to lose. Um, Okay, because there are no lord type characters. There's nobody on the field who it's like this person cannot die, or you lose the match. I mean, you already lost though.
1: What do you mean? Didn't didn't you? Didn't we talk about this last week? And you you died to the. Giant character?
0: I don't know what you are <sighs> talking about.
1: I'll look it up. Keep talking. Oh,
0: you are talking about the Wilder myth.
1: That was oh the yeah. You are right. That's what yeah. I am thinking of. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you are right. This is the one that looks like shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went on Instagram. By the way, check out our Instagram where we have a single post.
0: Ooh, I didn't even know that. But yeah, there's no, there's no lord type characters, even though like there's at least one that should be obvious. Um, the main character is this guy named Irving, uh, and, and he's like, he, when he joins, he's the only sword character that you're going to have for a while. Um, and when he promotes, he can become like like a, a like lord esque sword fighter, or he can like get become a cavalry guy with a lance. Stuff like that, like it—it it would make sense for him to always be on the battlefield because he's the leader of this this group of people. But he's—you can swap him out just as easily for somebody else, and he—he just wouldn't be on the battlefield. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and like I said, because of that, it seems like your entire team would have to be wiped out in order for you to actually lose um yeah which means that i'm not sure it is possible (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, that's an interesting
1: design design decision
0: yeah there's there's no one in charge then no like Like, i said there's no lord type character so
1: nominally does that make you the the tactician
0: who's in charge or whatever crap that is like the player yes yeah i mean but there's not like a robin type insert for it yeah or or even like a a mark type where you're like you're not on the field but it's implied that you're there like uh, there's there's nothing like that uh
1: that's really weird
0: yeah um uh, none of the characters dying does mean that um, side characters get to actually be a part of the plot for once. So that's nice seeing them actually like interact with characters beyond their first joining.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm not sure that it's worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I-, I like I like the lack of. Per, uh, the lack of permadeath because permadeath is always what bothers me but I, I think there's a there's a, a middle ground somewhere in between like the the harshness of a fire emblem and the the kind of laxness of this I'm not sure exactly what that would look like but I think that would be the best version of this kind of game for me
1: yeah well I guess it makes a little bit of sense in that like, if your lord dies, then someone will take up the reins and keep fighting. Like, if it's a cause worth fighting for, your team will go on. Yeah. It's it's not going to fall apart in the first instance. And from a gameplay perspective, what generally happens, unless I'm playing Hector, is if I have a hero, they are in the back. And... They don't get a whole lot of use because anyone else can die except for them so yeah I've always you play used with them, them. frontline
0: fighters yeah I don't know beyond that uh, there are uh, there's no difference between terrain and like, Fire Emblem will have, like, oh, these characters move slowly across a desert, but these characters move more quickly across a desert. That kind of thing. There, there's nothing yeah. like that. There's no, like, oh, you're in a forest tile now. That means, like, you're going to have more dodge or, or anything like that. Every tile is essentially the same. There's no difference between them. Um, when you start a map, for some reason, the automatic cursor point is always the top left tile of the game of the map, <laughs> which is always nothing. Yeah. And, and your party is actually usually down at the bottom of the map, so you have to scroll all the way through the map to get to where you're actually going to be able to do anything. Um, awesome. I, I, I do feel like this is also a thing that could be resolved by having a lord-type character. And then just having your cursor always default to where they are. Yeah. Like, I recognize this character, this like sprite, this name or whatever. My, my cursor is going to be there. The, the character progression is weird because you can start out as a base class that uses like a bow, for example. And you would think that all of your progression from there would include the use of a bow. But it doesn't yeah. necessarily... Um, if you start out as a, a bow type character, only two of your progression options use bows. There's a mounted bow, bow unit called a witch hunter. And then the standard like archer character. And then the other ones are like a strider, which is, uh, is it guy in Bi- blazing sword? The, the so,
1: Mermidon. Yeah. Myrmidon sword master. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Strider is essentially a Myrmidon. Um, And then I think there's like a... There's some other character type that I haven't used. Um,
1: This sounds like the standard for this game, though. Because my understanding is that the the spear users also only have two spear progressions.
0: Yes, and then Um, the other two are are magic-based
1: magic. So, that seems standard for the game.
0: Yeah, but it's just so I weird.
1: Of, I kind of like the fact that, like, yes, this person is a spear user, or, if at this point you don't have much magic, you can go that way, and just, like, you can you can completely change what you need based off of what you're building your team to be.
0: Yeah. Um, a- and that so is So that way cool. you, can,
1: you can eventually end up with, like, an all-magic crew, or you know maybe not exactly but but you could you could focus on on specific things uh, i i like to play uh Fire Emblem Sacred Stones and do all cavalry runs or <laughs> all archer runs where anyone that can be an archer must be an archer and anyone that cannot be an archer cannot play
0: damn how do those work out uh they're they're difficult, but they're they're fun. So so what I was going to say is that um, the I would probably have less of an issue with this if after a certain point in the game every single unit didn't join at above level ten, meaning that before you've ever had a chance to use them, you have to now decide what path they're going to go down. Like before you know what their stats are like or anything, you have to decide as soon as this unit joins your team whether they're going to be an axe user or a magic user or, or 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 something like that. Like yeah. Um if you just let me use a unit before having to make that progression or if you just had the unit already at a promoted level at that point. Like just take the choice away from me. Make the make this unit yeah, th- this guy would probably be a stalker instead of a thief. So, that's what he's going to be. Like, I, I don't know. Do one or the I, other. I, don't make me choose at a point when I have no idea what they uh, what they would be best at.
1: I I like the options. I, I I understand that they'll be suboptimal as this other thing, but I, I still, I like the option.
0: Yeah, I uh, do too.
1: May, maybe if you're going to do it, like, put a star behind the the canon version of what they're going to be, but
0: I, uh, you know, I. Give me the option. But uh, I guess that's about it. What okay? What what happened in Destiny Two this week, John? Um.
1: Well, there's taken shit in the tower, so that's a that's a bad thing. Uh, the 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 taken are frequently preceded by like balls of taken goo, and those are now showing up in the tower, which.
0: So does Destiny were... have, like, weekly updates?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. every every Tuesday. All right. Every Tuesday. Um, yeah, so, you know, we're getting closer. I think maybe in two weeks we'll fight the final boss. Cool. Which is pretty soon in the, the season, um, considering that this will go until, like, late August or something.
0: Does that make um, you think there's actually more going on than what they've said?
1: Well, I know, I mean, so, here's here's the deal, is that, like, I think that what might happen is we fight the boss, and, like, we push them back, and we solve the problem, with some major air quotes there, and then the last two or three weeks of the season, we go back in, we find that it it was, like, just pretending, or... or maybe we've figured out a way that we can track them down and kill them once and for all um I have a feeling that's the sort of thing that's gonna happen where we'll we'll solve the problem the imminent problem soon and then take a break because we know for that there's there's about to be the solstice of heroes holiday uh it should be happening uh not too long from now um.
0: Three weeks?
1: Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, so it says that the the last weekly pinnacle mission, which is a lie, there's going to be another one, uh, <laughs> is June June twenty Uh, so we know there's another one after that, and then July sixth is when the solstice of heroes begins, and that continues till August third, and then August tenth is is marked as the epilogue so i think that's that's what's going to be there'll be another weekly mission at the end and and that's going to be when we actually beat the final boss kuria and and solve all the issues and stuff okay but yeah um it'll get a little bit of quiet soon no that's a lie (laughs) That's that's absolutely a complete lie, because right now uh, I'm prepping for Grandmaster. Uh, I am almost there. I got to be 1335 light level to get in, and as of today I'm 1331 and an 8th, and there's likely going to be raiding later, so that'll probably get me to 1333 or 34 or something.
0: When you're uh, um, when you're measuring numbers in like the thousands, what why do you need an eighth measurement? Well, okay, so the eighth <laughs>
1: that's that's not a number seen in game. That's that's seen out of game of like the the eighth doesn't actually affect my power. That's more of a visual for me to see what I still need to do to get to
0: the, I see uh,
1: there there are 8 gear slots that improve power so i i am thir- i can reach 1317 and i have one additional point uh I, of of like one of my things is higher than the others so i could get there um it's just a, a visual thing to help me since i'm grinding for power okay so yeah no won't won't be shutting up anytime soon cuz uh Grandmasters probably. I won't. Actually, I probably won't have anything next week. Because uh, I'm going out of town. But the, the week after, I'll be doing Grandmasters and and we'll be doing the. Um, oh. The. The. Solstice of Heroes. And that's a big grind. So,
0: lots of stuff coming up. Fun times in Destiny 2.
1: Yep. The only thing I play. The only Game thing facts. ever. Game facts. This week. This week according to Wombat, we're talking about Final Fantasy 12. He chose it. I didn't. It's one Blame of my him. favorite
0: Final Fantasies. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? <laughs> Did you commit some uh, crime that I don't know about?
1: No, Final Fantasy is a weird, bad series.
0: I After disagree. Five. <laughs> uh, produced in two thousand six for the PS two by Akitoshi Kawazu at Square Enix, Final Fantasy twelve was the first Final Fantasy title to receive a perfect score from Famitsu, Famitsu, and probably yeah. the <laughs> probably the only outlet to give it a perfect score. Um, yeah, correct yeah yeah no i i, ch- I checked uh, <laughs> the ps2 version of final fantasy 12 not the best gotta say i still played it uh, a lot though uh Akatashi. i mean it's
1: the only version of the actual final fantasy 12 everything else is expanded
0: that's not how that works um uh, Akitoshi Kawazu also created the dope little game Blue Wing Blitz for the Wonder Swan, that looks like an Advance Wars Fire Emblem-like set, s- like set solely on aerial combat. And while looking pretty, it helped it a- and while looking pretty helped it a little, it couldn't get around the fact that it was both a Fire Emblem-like and Wonder Swan exclusive, and immediately tanked. Yeah, what like yeah. six people in the world ever owned a Wonder Swan?
1: It, it sold 20,000 copies, and that was it.
0: Oof. That yep. is bad numbers, even for Wonderswan. Yep. <laughs> Final Fantasy X was announced to be the last offline game in the franchise, until they thought better and made Final Fantasy XII, XIII, XV, and Sixteen, and all of the associated sub-sequels. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why they were saying, like, oh, we're never going to do an offline game again. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. the entire series. 10's going to be the last offline
1: game. And then then 11 came out, and they're like, cool, we're going back.
0: <laughs> right. And, and it's not like 11 was received poorly, either. Like, people like 11. It, it's just, yeah. like, y- you can't keep making online games just yeah that's not how this works final fantasy 12 has the honor of several firsts for the franchise including feature uh, featuring the first villainous sid and being the only game in the main series to only appear on a single console so an interesting thing about that is that there's actually two characters in 12 named sid so d- depending on which one you recognize as this game's like Official Sid, it might not be the first one.
1: Correct, except for he's the one that's Doctor Sid, which I mean, like, yeah, Sid is Sid is always the um, the engineer scientist who comes up with the cool things, and,
0: and and that does fit him more than the other guy. You're right. Correct. Uh, Twelve is also the the first game. That, that was made in the series since uh Hironobu Sakaguchi left Square Enix after Spirits Within fucking tanked. And he said, Oh, y'all are doing this shit with Final Fantasy? I'm I'm good. I'ma move on.
1: Uh note. This was not included by Archimedes. Nope, this is just he's, something he's I know. Rogue. This is just he's something I know. <laughs>
0: Uh, another first for the franchise. Final Fantasy XII is the first main series game to return to a previously featured world, in this case, the world of Evales, first featured in Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, yep. Something something that's fun about Evales is that you can keep returning to Evales all you want, but it's still basically be an entirely different setting because Evilise is just kind of a vague, like thematic setting more than it is like an actual place it's
1: i mean it's got a relatively consistent um map and races and stuff but it's a different enough map every
0: time where it's like uh, it's the same place but it's different like it's not it's not set in stone is what i'm saying
1: okay okay
0: and you can also do, like, a straight-up isekai in East. like in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, <laughs> where it's just like, here's a bunch of actual people from our world who got transported into East. Yep. Yep. East is fun. While not a first, Final Fantasy Twelve marks one of the few times a scene was only cut from the Japanese release and not the others. Namely, the scene where Pinella was tied up. This was likely due to real-life events in Japan regarding a serial killer who, fortunately, was caught and whose death sentence was carried out just two months before Final Fantasy XII's release.
1: Yeah, there was a lot in common with it, so they just cut it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That's like mm-hmm. a, that's like all the movies that had to be cut uh, or like delayed in two thousand one because of like <laughs> real visual relation to towers falling and stuff.
1: Yeah, what was the uh the Disney film with the the blue alien? Uh blue? Lilo and Stitch. Oh Lilo yeah, and Stitch. Where originally uh the the spaceship that flies through the city was just a Boeing 747 being controlled by aliens. What? Um, and, and and it was flying No. amongst yeah, no, like Legitimately, it was, it was a, a human plane that was flying, human passenger plane flying, and
0: the, what the it fuck?
1: was very, very similar looking, and it did not look great, so they changed it to a spaceship.
0: I did not know this. What? Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's even, like, footage of the, uh the airplane version.
0: Shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wildly <laughs> low in stitch knowledge there. Um, the World of Ivalice <laughs> features in all Final Fantasy Tactics games, as well as Vagrant Story, a non-Final Fantasy game, Crystal Defenders, Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, and of course Final Fantasy XII and its subsequels. Isn't it only one sequel?
1: Yeah. Unless do you, you do it, include the, like, Zodiac
0: What Which I don't. That's, which, ju- that's just a better yeah. version of Final Fantasy XII.
1: It's a heavily modified version.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> Move on. Due to its peculiarity and having started as a non-main series world... Final Fantasy XII does not feature the standard summons of Bahamut, Ifrit, etc., but uses the Final Fantasy Tactics summons based on the signs of the Zodiac, except for Zodiac, Keeper of Precepts, who is based on the constellation Ophiuchus, despite Alphaecus. the fact... of <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to pronounce shit like that. Come on. <laughs> Despite the fact that Ophiacus was known and thrown in the game anyways under its alternate name, Serpentarius. Yep. Yeah. Also, uh, all of the summons in Final Fantasy XII look insane. They're all these, like, multi-armed, like, giant creatures with multiple heads, shit like that. Some of them just kind of yeah. look like blobs especially on like the bl- low res <laughs> like ps2 version it's like what are your defining characteristics Adromalek yeah. like <laughs> chrono- chronologically Final Fantasy 12 is the first game set in the evil world with vagrant story assumedly closing it out although the director supposedly never intended it to exist in the same world yeah he still argues that
1: it's not the same world despite the fact that it's in the same world <laughs>
0: I mean the, this is what feeds uh, into this in um, tactics is advanced these are the two things that most feed into the the idea that East is less a set place and more just like a place where certain thematic things play out like uh, that kind of thing like it, it's more of a mm. uh, I East mean, is more of rest- a feeling <laughs> <laughs> What were you gonna say?
1: I mean, like they they do reference the fact that Evilise is a place. For for example, in the Final Fantasy fourteen stuff, uh, Stormblood and Shadowbringers, uh, they actually go and they're they're researching the ancient history of the Ivalice, um peoples. Uh, See, so. when
0: I played fourteen, uh, Shadowbringers wasn't out yet, and during the initial part of stormblood you didn't go to evelis so uh, well here's
1: here's the deal is that it's it it assumes that final fantasy 14 takes place super long after evelis and it it's like it's basically like you going and finding artifacts from evelis
0: but see, it's, it's like you're so far ma- in the future.
1: You're you're on Evelise. It's just not called Evelise anymore. Sort of like a Fire Emblem Awakening sort of thing where you're on the same continent but time has changed slightly how it looks and it's called a different thing now.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah, cuz uh, there is a place in 14 called Evelise. But I guess like that's just like a remnant of what was Evil which was the entire world yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, sort of like how Arcanea is both the name of
1: the uh, continent and a country.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, let's go to Arcanea. I mean, we're in Arcan
0: No, Arcanea, Arkane- uh Capital A, Arcanea. <laughs>
1: That's the continent.
0: <laughs> no, but the other like... capital A-R-T-E-N-E. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings takes place a year after the events of the main game and introduces the new race, Eagle, which of course have wings and look angelly, which somehow are never seen in any of the other seven games that come after it. Also, nobody gives a single shit about Revenant Wings. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Not a single person that- has ever played Revenant Wings. Don't well, don't tell me, "Oh, I loved Revenant Wings. It was such a good game." No, you didn't and you didn't like it.
1: I'm just I'm confused how it it completely switched over to like like Final Fantasy XII came out on the PS2 as uh-huh. most PlayStation as most Final Fantasies have since uh 6.
0: Um... Come out on Sony consoles. Like, yeah. And then Revenant Wings is like, Yeah, see ya! I'm gonna be over on the DS. hanging what? out with Final <laughs> Fantasy III and the Heroes of Light. Yeah, it's, it's weird.
1: That's a weird choice. Right. Hey, let's, let's take a game that we make for this console and put it on this other console so that people who don't have, like... I don't know about you. I've I've always been pretty much a one console type of person. I mean, eventually I I, I broadened out and I've obtained other consoles, but I was a Nintendo console family going forward.
0: Yeah. So we
1: we bought all Nintendo consoles. I know people that were the exact same with all PlayStation consoles. They Me? were all PlayStation. Uh wasn't even talking about you, but yeah, you as well. Just you were always a PlayStation person. And you might pick up a Switch now. I mean, I think you've got a Switch. My girlfriend has and, a Switch. And, but I, and, know, a I think you had a DS the entire time. Yeah, but, like, most people, like, tend to stick with one thing. So if you've got a franchise that's for this one thing, don't put the sequel out on a different
0: console from a different
1: manufacturer.
0: But see, That doesn't th- make sense. This is this is post-Kingdom um, Hearts. So you have to look at it from that perspective, where in 2002, they put out Kingdom Hearts on the PS2, and then the direct sequel to it is not actually Kingdom Hearts 2, which was also on the PS2, but Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which was initially released on the fucking Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And then they released but Kingdom we, Hearts we, 2, we, but then we the sequel can't to talk- that...
1: We can't talk about Kingdom Hearts, because, like, half the games
0: are phone games. But then so... two of the sequels to that came out on the DS, and one of them came out on the PSP.
1: Yeah, no, you, we can't talk about Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is <laughs> a, a fucked up piece of garbage that's like, yeah, there's... there's, there's <laughs> it counts up to three and of the 13 games that exist in that one through three, uh, they're across probably 11 consoles.
0: Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's Move wrong. On. A- Move anyway, on. anyway, this is the end of our, uh, final fantasy 12 discussion, except for, I'm going to say that if you want to play this game, play the Zodiac Age. The job system makes the whole game better. Like, it, it's just a more enjoyable game that way. What? So, John. Yeah. John. Uh, what yeah. are we talking about this week?
1: I mean, you wrote down procedural generation, so I'll go with
0: that. Right. Uh, <laughs> so what do you know about procedural generation? <laughs>
1: Quite a bit. I've used it before.
0: Okay, tell me about it.
1: What do you want to know?
0: <laughs> give, us, give us the broad <laughs> definition first. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> do I have to? Yes! Ugh. I okay. actually didn't know that you had first-hand knowledge of this, so this
1: is fun. Almost, almost all development techniques I've used. Um... Uh, procedural generation is a method of creating data algorithmically, as opposed did to Did you manually. Wikipedia this shit? Absolutely, I did! <laughs> so th- think think of it as instead of like a Assassin's Creed game where every single tree is placed there somewhat manually. Uh, a lot of times they just take a um, a brush and they just move the brush over the train and create a bunch of trees and then come back and clear them out, uh, as needed. Um, but as opposed to that where you're actually, you've got a level designer sitting down and they, um, manually decide where things are going to be and they, they put, they put a house here and they put, a table inside the house and they put a bowl of fruit inside the uh, on the table and they put a banana and an apple and something else on in the bowl as opposed to that it's something like Minecraft where they have decided nothing yeah you you put in a a, a seed which is just a, a random string of characters that the random generator uh, uses to populate and it it does some math and it decides, hey, based off of these rules, things are going to be here. Right. And that's basically the way it works.
0: So so in what instance are uh, uh, is procedural generation used the most? Uh, well
1: I mean uh, do, you, do you mean, like, in types of games, or do you mean, like, within games? Because procedural generation is used even in um, uh, manually designed games.
0: Uh, let's start with uh, t- types of games, and then we'll, we'll move on from there.
1: I mean, on some level, procedural generation is in most games. Um, but uh, games that, like, heavily use it are are sort of... Uh, abstract simulation games, such as Minecraft or Terraria. Um, games that are um, like abstract 4X games or, or space games a lot of times. Yeah. Most 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 space games are just because <laughs> it's easy.
0: Stuff like uh, Stellaris or uh, Slipways that we've talked about before.
1: No Man's Sky is very 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 procedurally generated nothing but. just about everything um yeah, mostly games like that whereas other games that are story games focused uh like Final Fantasy 12 or most of the games that you play are in general manually designed with some some notable things like Wilder myth is is a I'd say story-based game, but it is a procedurally generated story-based game. Yes, it is. Where everything from the encounters and maps that you fight with and on, as well as the characters and story arc, are all procedurally generated.
0: Like, there's a handful of campaign events that have to happen within every campaign, but every random battle has, like, a procedurally generated event um, which, every character is randomly generated and added in. and
1: Which also uh, makes sense considering that it has roguelike elements, and one of the defining features of roguelikes is procedural generation. They're really the first ones to do it. Um, because in a, a true roguelike, everything is randomly generated from where items are, to the layout of the dungeons, size of the dungeons, what monsters are in each place, um, everything. yeah because everything it so- about it.
0: Something I was going to ask is like um, a game like Hades, like each individual room is usually like uh, like it ha- has level design to it, but it's it's randomly added to your map. So does that count as procedural generation in a way?
1: In a way, yes. And and that gets back to what I had said previously, which is that procedural generation is used in almost every game. Uh if you've opened up a chest in a game before and you found some items inside, there's a pretty good chance that the items were procedurally generated and randomly populated into that. Unless you're you're opening up a, a very uh stabilized story based game, like like some Final Fantasy games, especially the older ones where you you know when I go to get open this chest I'm always going to get the Elven Blade every single time. Uh, aside from that, like you open a chest, you get this amount of gold and these foods and stuff and and that's just the the, the way chests
0: usually work nowadays. It, even calling um, back to a uh, Final Fantasy 12, each chest usually has like a a set percentage chance of dropping each item. So it's not guaranteed what you'll get when you open most chests.
1: Yeah. Cause there's, there's a, uh, the way, the way procedural generation works is it's, it's got a list of things. So to, to go with Minecraft, when you generate a world in Minecraft, there are biomes. There is a list of biomes like mountains and ocean and rivers and plains and, um, it, it just has a whole big list of it and it picks one and it slaps it in the middle and it goes around it in a circle and it goes, all right, well, we've got a plains here. Well, planes can only be next to these 16 other biomes because you can't have planes next to, uh, giant mountains. Like it can't, but- it can't just be a cliff right there. You gotta go from plains to hills to mountains So, and likewise, you can't have giant mountain ocean. (laughs) So it, 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 there are rules to the things of this needs, has to be next to this or can't be next to this. And it just, it keeps going, spiraling out from there until the whole thing is done.
0: Um, So something I've heard can be an issue with, uh, with that kind of thing is like um, in Minecraft, for example, um, planes have a, a a smaller category of things they can be next to, than most others. So you, you, once you get a planes, um, an issue that happens with the procedural generation is that often you'll just have like a whole bunch of planes next to each other for a long time.
1: That can happen, but with it, there's there's uh, positive rules and there's negative rules. So there's positive rules like. Uh, it it must be next to you know one of these things. It can't be next to these other things. And then there's other rules such as this region can't contain more than X amount of this. Okay. So that that helps to change that. And and some older, very older versions of Minecraft feature those problems. But almost every Minecraft version for the past five plus years has has been very uh broadened all right <laughs> from that there's there's certainly rare places but e- there you can set a rarity for things as well in that so you can say that hey I want well let's let's go even more granular than that well we'll go more granular than than biomes uh when you dig down the the game is built into chunks which is a 16 by 16 grid. Of blocks. Okay. And that 16 by 16 is, is horizontal, not vertical. And then in that vertical stack uh, there are always there's there's always one group of diamonds. So there there's always it will generate one clutch of diamonds and that can be from anywhere between like one and eight blocks of or blocks of diamond ore. And that's, that's just a known thing. Uh, you're never going to have two segments. Oh. If you find two segments next to each other, congratulations, you've found a chunk border because you found the end of one and the beginning of the next one. You're right on the edge. So you didn't find two segments in one chunk. You found a segment in one chunk and a segment in the next chunk. Um. I see. And they're, they're always, you know... So you you've you've got 1 to 8 or that have to be adjacent. Cool. So the you know logically that could be anywhere cuz I mean I could just be floating up in the sky except they put in rules that make it so that it has to be
0: at a certain uh, elevation
1: level at a yeah at like y12 or 15 or something. I don't it's it's between two very small numbers. Yeah. In terms of Minecraft and and so if you go if you dig down to that level and you dig out that level you will always find diamonds
0: <laughs> okay um
1: there's other things that know are just I that's how that worked yeah um the fun minecraft uh, thing for you uh if you are in a swamp and you find you know, you're you're looking around in the water and part of the ground of underneath the water is commonly clay and it it shows up in in kind of a circle of clay um i haven't tested this myself but i have it on relatively good authority that if you go to the middle of the clay and you dig straight down you will always hit diamonds really (laughs) yep it's just a a thing they have built into the game to make it easy for them to find diamonds so if you can find a a swamp, you're a guaranteed diamonds beneath the middle block of every of of the clay splotch.
0: Huh. Interesting yep. if true.
1: I I believe it is. Okay. So <clears throat>
0: yeah. What else you wanna know? What else you wanna <laughs> talk about? Um I guess what do you what do you feel about games? that utilize a lot of procedural generation? Like, are they well, games that you tend to put a lot of time into, or...
1: Here, here's the deal. We're going to have to bring up a term that we've brought up before that we don't like, uh, which is replayability. Uh, procedural generation is <laughs> almost always coupled with the term replayability. Oh, yeah. And there there are degrees of that. So, uh, like, like we spoke about for... Um, uh, the 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 handful the of things that you episode. do, so like like you you have biomes, you know, you've got your uh. rules and you've got your your toolbox and stuff. So when you build a Minecraft world, it just picks randomly a biome and then follows the rules from there. Uh, that it, it changes a lot based off of how granular you get. So for games like, um, oh gotta open up my steam library uh hades or what's the other one that's similar to hades
0: um i mean there's a whole bunch of them like off the top of my head curse of the dead gods
1: Uh... uh the one where you're a knight and it's a side scroller thingy
0: I have no idea what that is.
1: And when you when you die, your um, your heir takes over.
0: Rogue Legacy.
1: Rogue Legacy. Uh, Rogue Legacy and uh, the one I mentioned just before. Hades. Dang it! My mind is a sieve. <laughs> uh, Ro- Rogue Legacy and Hades are both very similar in the fact that they are procedurally generated and they're roguelikes uh but with that, they have uh like Rogue Legacy has 13 to 20 rooms per area. Yeah, and that's it. like they, they, there are there are just those rooms. And so when it's procedurally generating it, it goes, all right, here's the entrance room. We're not gonna count that one and then they go on to the next room and it's like anything. Any, any of these 20 rooms can be there and they put it in and then they go alright well that room has two exits so they go to the right one and they put a room in there and they go to the north one and they put a room in there and they continue following the random room generation like that and, and there are some rules like you know if I have a room already above this room I can't put a room that's got a door going north unless there's a, a, a door going south from that room. So, um, and then, like, it's got, once you go X number of rooms to the right, north, and south, then it has a entrance to the next zone. So yeah. it's got some constrained rules there, but there are 13 rooms. So you once you've played through the game a good bit... You realize that there are 13 rooms, <laughs> and no matter what random enemies that they place in there, it's still gonna feel like the same 13 rooms every time you do it. Yeah, uh, Hades is is similar. Uh, they they have, I mean, it's not a a platformer. Uh, I mean, it has some elements, but not not. No, the we're not gonna call platformer. it a platformer yeah it's not a traditional platformer uh it's a hack and slash roguelike and each room is pre-designed and i played it for two hours or so two or three hours and in that time i noticed you
0: definitely doubled up on rooms
1: i i noticed a recurrence of rooms there's probably rooms i didn't get to but i noticed some rooms i went oh this room again yeah. And, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just there's they're touted as replayable games and uh, there's always a limit. So, uh, yes, Hades is replayable because you can keep going and there's, you know, the the rooms you get to the 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 end of it and it's like, cool. You got to the end of this, well, there's the next, you know, you you, you can play it again and you'll face the same rooms. Um,
0: <laughs> in a different order, but you'll face the same rooms. And, and in that um, case, the replayability really comes from Hades is just a really good game and it's fun to play. Yeah, and
1: that's, that's what, like, people, developers need to realize that there are two steps to replayability. Uh, I'll replay Destiny Two content. ad Infinitum. It's and not that's just level generated at all. all. Yeah, that's it's. There is zero procedural generation in it. <laughs> it is like well, this no. is the
0: level. Here are the drops. enemies that go
1: in this level. You got random drops and that's it. Oh uh, well, that's just borderline. <laughs> shit. That's 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 not <laughs> even close to procedural generate. I mean,
0: it's like technically, but.
1: Mm. It falls Uh,
0: under the wide umbrella, but it's not what people are talking about when they say procedural generation.
1: No. And, and I'll, I'll play it ad infinitum because it's a really well-designed game that's smooth. Like, it functions smoothly. When I play it, I enjoy playing it. So, I'm gonna keep playing it despite the fact that I'm playing the same things over and over again. Um whereas you know minecraft gets boring after a bit even though it is an incredibly like the procedural generation is really really granular in minecraft you're you're never going to be in the same world you're you're it's going to take a lot of gameplay before you start noticing like really sameness right um and it, and there's there's so much that you can do but still, after a while, it'll get to the point where you, you go, okay, I've seen, I've seen mountains. It, it's, it's, you've not seen that mountain. That mountain's really pretty, and it's different from every other mountain you've ever seen. But I've seen the concept of mountains before. You know, the, this, this island, you know, lagoon thing, really, really gorgeous. But I've seen 12 of them today. Um, and, and you, you get, you get bored of it. Uh yeah. so there there's a little of A and a little of B in that you know Rogue Legacy is just the same as uh as Hades. It's it's basically the same thing except that Hades feels good to play. So
0: I'm people gonna are be going, going to- back to Hades, Hades and not Rogue Legacy.
1: Yeah. That kind of thing. Cuz it's it is more replayable despite having the same amount of procedural generation in it. Um I th- I think procedural generation is a a good tool. It got overused for for a little bit there. We had a we had a couple years probably ending around the time No Man's Sky came out. Uh where like 2010 to game,
0: 2014.
1: Yeah. Every game said, hey, we're, we're going to have procedural generation and our game is going to be the most replayable.
0: We're, we're trying to take on Minecraft.
1: Yeah. We're, we're going to have the coolest game and it'll never end. And procedural generation is a tool. It is a tool. And level design is a tool And they're both valuable tools And they're only useful In their own ways So you can't really You, you, you could never make a good Assassin's Creed procedurally generated game
0: In the same way that you could never Make Minecraft like, like a level Designed Minecraft fun for people
1: Correct the, the, These um, aren't the
0: reasons why people Go into these games
1: Yeah um they're they're just not going to to work they'll I mean like someone will play Assassin's Creed procedurally generated for a bit and they'll have fun because there'll be randomly generated houses and they can climb up the poles and sneak around and kill the randomly generated people that show up uh but then they're gonna get bored because one it's an Assassin's Creed game and those suck come at me um, except black flag but, black flags awesome but but two because like there the the main point of that is that it's it's set in a place you're doing a thing and there's a point in the story behind it. Um, whereas like the same is true with Minecraft, people build Minecraft maps, they build Minecraft story games where you play through this area and. They're cool, and they're fun. They are genuinely fun, and I've I've enjoyed playing them. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you play them, and then you're done. And then you stop. Nobody ever plays them twice.
0: If you really want to keep playing Minecraft, you go back to your original Minecraft world and just keep building on what you've already done.
1: People do these as a way to get around the... Uh, burnout that happens from playing 30 years of minecraft and 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 so they (laughs) they they play minecraft until they're bored to hell of it but they still enjoy playing minecraft because again replayability is also the fact that it's a fun game to play right um and so but they still want to play it but they're bored of minecraft and so they go and they play one of these worlds that people have designed and they go, man, I really like this, but I just wish that I could do these other things that the game, the current game mode won't let me. And they go back to Minecraft because that's the, the way procedural generation shines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, at, at the end of the day, it's a tool. It's, it's a tool and it needs to be treated as a tool and not as a selling point. Um okay. there you know there there are some really good games that use it and it's part and parcel with them like roguelikes. There there will never be a roguelike that a good there will never be a good roguelike that isn't procedurally generated because it's yeah. it's, it's it's part of the term roguelike.
0: Um there needs to be an element of randomness to every playthrough, or it's not that. To to every inch of every
1: playthrough. When, yeah. you, when you start a new roguelike, you are playing a game that has never been played before and will never be played again. Just top to bottom. It is a completely fresh, every item is in a different place. There are new items. You don't know what the items are. I mean <laughs> the there's with with a roguelike, you know that there are, are potions of healing, and you know that there are potions of poison. You don't know what they are. <laughs> you, you 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 go, you find a potion, this is a blue potion. You can drink it and find out what it is, or you can cast a spell if you happen to have that spell, and it'll tell you what it is, but it's a blue potion until you drink it. And then once you find another blue potion, you know, oh, blue potions are poison potions. I shouldn't drink this one.
0: This is a really granular definition of roguelike.
1: (laughs) uh, Roguelikes, you you go in, you find a spell. It's a spell of and it usually is exactly that. Just a random string of characters and you don't know what it is until you cast the spell and now you're a toad. now you're a toad and hopefully it'll end soon because there are three cyclops coming towards you and you're gonna die but Done. if you survive you find another spell it's you know, snooble bop don't know what it is but next time you find our herf snorber news snap, yeah. you'll know that it turns you into a toad because it's it says now that it's a toad
0: spell John, that's John's that's just what a an old like man is. yelling at the world. They sure don't make roguelikes like they did back in my day. Back in oh, no, my day, what... back in my day, all the things meant nothing, and I couldn't tell what they were <laughs> until I took them and I died.
1: No, that's that's <laughs> not true at all. Uh, roguelikes are still still being made right now that are very good and that are traditional. Um, Name one. All right, uh, Zorbis. Or sort.
0: Infinihack.
1: Infinahack. Yeah. So, yeah, those are both ones that were released in June of 2021. Oh, shit. Uh, 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine have been released in June of 2021.
0: Nine um, traditional roguelikes.
1: Yes, roguelikes are, are constantly being made because... The you couldn't make nine Assassin's Creed's in no. June. but procedural generation means that I as a developer don't have to create everything I just have to create the pieces and the algorithm
0: you've got a bunch of so assets could, and you have a bunch of numbers telling the assets when to drop down
1: yeah so you could make probably a pretty good uh, Fire Emblem game I say as though there could be a good Fire Emblem game. Um, Because Fire Emblem is just, it's a a bunch of spaces and a bunch of enemies, and you could just tell the game, or tell the the algorithm to say, alright, you put these pieces next to these pieces, and you put the enemies this far away from the allies, and they can't be on these spots, go. And it could just procedurally generate a fire emblem map and you could play it
0: i love all of the shit you talk about your favorite video game franchise never never (laughs) a moment slack for fire emblem no i mean i love the series but it's it sucks it should die in a fire but i love it and i'm gonna keep playing them for as long as i live yep (laughs) i just wish that they could not suck
1: it would be real nice if they would would be less trash, but they're. To not. be
0: fair, this is kind of where I stand with Kingdom Hearts, so I can't <laughs> judge too hard. <laughs> uh, got
1: anything else you wanna you wanna ask?
0: Uh, no, I think that covered uh, my bases. I mean, I wasn't expecting to be able to ask all these questions, uh, <laughs> so that was cool. I didn't know you had worked with it before. Yeah.
1: I've worked with almost every major design style. Cool. Mm -hmm. I've also worked in most genres, so...
0: So when we start talking genres, we can ask you questions, too. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And those, those that I haven't
1: directly developed in, I have studied... Quite a bit. (laughs) Because that's the thing about anything computing. You never stop studying. Never. Ever, 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 ever. ever.
0: The technology's constantly expanding, so you can't. If you stop, you fall behind. It's like like being a doctor or some shit. You can't just stop learning how to be a doctor.
1: Yeah, and and you you never know when something's going to come back. Like, you you look at an old genre and you're like, yeah, roguelikes are, are dead. shit for 20 years
0: nobody thought a roguelike was gonna be made again roguelikes are never like (laughs) i mean there were roguelikes being made that entire time but but
1: nobody nobody played played. them no nobody's gonna Mm want to play a roguelike again and then now they're one of the biggest genres of games that get sold Um, roguelikes
0: roguelites like yeah that's that's all that gets made in the indie circle basically Mm. Pretty that much. Metroidvania's.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, the the hack and slash uh adventure games like the original Zeldas. Um those yeah. move past that. Everyone move past past that. We're all three D now. Nope. It's a huge industry playing you know, making those those adventure games. Uh especially again in the indie world. But the indie world is, is always gonna be a couple steps ahead of the commercial world and a lot of steps behind in terms of making money.
0: Well, uh, and I would even say at this point, they're like five steps ahead because since like the PS three era, like towards the end of that, the, the triple world has been trapped in a, the open world era of video games. Like they just have yeah. not let go of that tip. Yeah. And most it'll, indie it'll, games have long since moved past that, where it's like, yeah, open world games are cool in moderation, but most of us want to actually, like, tell stories and shit.
1: Yeah. And it'll, it'll come back around. And yeah. the, the same will happen with indie games. Indie games will go back to being open world because they'll go, man, like all these open world games, they're, they're so trash Cause like, psh, you think it, you think they can make Horizon... Whatever. the Forbidden West? Wild wild West. Forbidden West, whatever. Uh, the, you think they can make that good? Like, I could do way better. Uh, I mean, bad me example, because
0: that one is going to be super good. But... <laughs> it, it will. I, it will. I get but what you're saying. Some,
1: somebody's going to go, I could do this, but better. And they're going to make a little indie game, and they're going to try and prove it, and then someone's going to play that and go, man, you were trash, but... With me and my four men, we can them, <laughs> definitely. And the indie games will swap back to doing that. It's, I, I
0: will say it's going to take more than four dudes to make a good open world game. Uh,
1: oh, no. No, it won't. It won't because they're going to use procedural generation. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Okay. So I guess that, All right. that that's our conclusion for the game mechanic of the week. John, what was our light novel winner? All right, our light novel winner was the one that I chose
1: because I was the only one who voted on uh, Twitter, except I don't count. So
0: <laughs> we, we, we re-rolled and... We I would have counted you with... if literally anybody else had also voted. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we, we re-rolled and uh, the Invincible Shovel is what we have chosen. So next week... We will be reading The Invincible Shovel and Amazing. Um, and talking about it. Uh, so if you would like to read along, go out and get The Invincible Shovel.
0: Which means it's time for me if, to order The Invincible Shovel after we're done same, recording. <laughs> same.
1: I'm going to be out of town, so uh, by the time this comes out, I'll have just come back in town. and I'll Luckily, to read you
0: read quickly. faster than I do.
1: Yes. I just have to remember to order the book and I don't know that I want to order the book right before going out of town because then it'll come in and
0: just be sitting uh, there
1: just be sitting there as a package. Yeah. Yeah. So I really will need to just bolt it down.
0: All right. Well what are you looking forward to to next week? I mean, the, the writing the light novel recap. Honestly, I, I like writing okay. those recaps. Uh, that's pretty fun. Um, I also look forward to. I picked up some games on the Steam sale. Uh, okay. One of them was Honey Pop Two, so I'm okay. gonna play. I'm gonna play Honey Pop Two and see some titties. Okay. <laughs> and then okay. there was also there was also. Uh, what was the game called? There's this game called Banner of the Maid, which is like a. The main character is Napoleon Bonaparte, but gender swapped, so it's Pauline Bonaparte. Um, and it's another okay. Fire Emblem esque strategy game. I'm uh, sorry. It, it looks it looks good, so I'm gonna dip okay. my toe into that one. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. All right, well... What about you? What are you um, looking
1: forward to this week? Oh, well, I'm going on vacation.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Where are you going to? Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm going to uh, Savannah. Ooh. Out by yeah. the ocean. A uh, little coastal town.
0: I've been I'm to Savannah before.
1: I probably won't actually go to the ocean, though, because uh, it's kind of a crap ocean. It is. Um Georgia I, beaches
0: just don't hit the same way Florida beaches do.
1: Yeah, I don't like the Atlantic. I, I like the Gulf. The Gulf's a lot warmer. Oh, I hate the Gulf, actually. <laughs> I was talking yeah, but about you, the Florida Atlantic You go to Atlantic the, the, go to the bad Gulf. You, you <laughs> go to the bad Gulf. No, I'm even there's, talking there's... about when
0: I lived in Florida on the Gulf Beach. So, like, I preferred the Atlantic Beach.
1: Yeah. Mm, don't like it. <laughs> I mean I like them both over the Pacific Beach cuz that's just cold.
0: I've never been there. Y- yeah,
1: I went in the middle of August and everyone was huddled around fires on the beach uh, what? <laughs> wearing long sleeves. I'm not even kidding. I'm I'm genuinely not kidding. The only How people in the water were you. Uh San Diego.
0: Shit, that's south as no, fuck.
1: That is south as fuck. Uh, <laughs> the the only people in the water were me as, like, a nine-year-old. An idiot. Three, three <laughs> other single-digit random kids that I found who were just out there. And then a couple people in, like like wetsuits.
0: Basically a bunch of dumbass kids who don't know that that's glacial water they're swimming through and scuba divers. Correct. People people wearing
1: heat keeping water clothes. Yeah. It was it was it was dumb and everyone else, like I said,
0: was huddled around campfires on the beach. They're like I want to be out by the beach but I don't want to be in the water. This, again, August. (laughs) (laughs) One of the hottest months of the year. Yeah. In San Diego.
1: It was ridiculous. (laughs) That whole trip was ridiculous temperature-wise. But yeah. Uh, Yeah, basically that. Just, you know, going out of town, taking a break, uh, ignoring things. Cool. Um, mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey,
0: everyone, um, share this with,
1: oh man, I got nothing.
0: <laughs> um, go to my website, videogamewombat.com, or you can go to my, my Twitter and also the, the page for this, this show, Glowing Weekpoint, and you can also donate to our coffee and get, buy us, buy us a coffee. Haha. <laughs> uh. You're,
1: you're useless. Who do we share this with? <laughs> Uh,
0: share this with someone whose abs look painted on